Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Hacks recap of the final day of action from the 2020 Tim Hortons Bar in historic Kingston, Ontario. Let me begin by apologizing for the delay in posting this recap, but Monday was a travel day for the From the Hack team. Please note that most of the interview clips we are using in this final recap were recorded at ice level in the moments following the game, and that you'll hear background noises such as a pipe band that were part of the closing ceremonies for the 2020 Briar. As you all know by now, Team Gushu, representing Newfoundland and Labrador, won the briar for the third time in four years by defeating Alberta's Team Botcher 7-3 in the championship final. According to Skip Brad Gushu, it was a welcome victory after what had been an uncharacteristic dry spell for a team so used to winning major championships. You know, this one, they all feel a little different. This one, you know, we struggled for the last year and a half. And, and uh, you know, to, to come back this week and to play as good as we did against this field, you know, it, it, it almost feels better than the second one. Um, I hate I hate to, to put that one down, but, you know, we played so very, very well in Regina that we never had any adversity. This week we did. And, um, you know, to come through and win, it it's, feels pretty good. You know, that's what we were all saying up on the podium. We finally got off the... Uh, the wagon we were on where we were losing a bunch of finals and semifinals, so it's nice to actually come through and, and perform the way we're capable of performing in big moments. Elite teams don't need added motivation at a briar, but Team Gushu found some not only in trying to end their winless streak, but also because they felt a little disrespected when many didn't place them as one of the favorites entering the 2020 briar. And certainly the year and a half between wins, you know, was weighing on us, and, and uh, you know, it yeah, that was that's the biggest part. You, you, you wonder if you're ever going to get back when you have those long droughts. And, and uh, you know, we had a little bit of a chip because in some of the some of the lead up to it, you know, you hear about the favorites, and we weren't included. And uh, that, to be honest, it bothered us. And um, you know, I, I think it really motivated us, especially in the championship round and, and in the playoffs, to uh, to play our best. The championship final took an early turn when Brendan Botcher missed shots in the first three ends that allowed Newfoundland and Labrador to take a 4-1 to lead. From there, Gushu's team controlled the rest of the game. Yeah, I was I was really surprised. I, um, you know, I expected him to come out, you know, guns a-blazing and, and uh, you know, with the last two years of experience, you know, we were ready for a big game and we got, a, you know, three misses really in, in each of the first three ends. And, you know, once we went up 4-1, to it was for us, you know, it felt like we had all the momentum then and it was just a matter of not taking the foot off the gas and, and we didn't do it. Having gone through several Briar disappointments of his own over the years, Mark Nichols of Team Gushu certainly empathized with Team Botcher. It's certainly not, not easy and Brendan's going to win a heck of a lot of these things over the course of his career. He's too good not to. Uh, so, and they're a great team, so um, hopefully we're done curling before they start winning. Nichols went on to say that the grind of Briar Week also serves as good preparation for the upcoming World Championships in Scotland. Yeah, it was a grind all week, so, uh, you know, and we're just going to face the rest of the world now and their best team. So we're going to enjoy this win and just get back to work and get ready to represent Canada as well as we can. As mentioned earlier, it was a difficult night at the office for Brendan Botcher in the championship final at the 2020 Briar. However, Botcher was still very happy with the way his team performed throughout the week in Kingston. Overall, you got to take a look and you'd still be pretty proud of how it went this week. Not the finish we wanted, but sometimes that's just what happens. Losing a third straight Briar final was difficult for third Darren Molding of Team Botcher, who fought back tears while discussing the outcome of the championship final in the post-game media scrum. Yeah, uh, I'm starting to get older, so I don't know how many times I'm going to be able to get back here. And... Uh, 
I'm just proud of the guys. Just wish it would have turned out different. Molding came to the defense of his skip, saying that Botcher's early misses were well-thrown rocks that simply didn't curl like the team expected them to. I thought we played three really good ends at the beginning. And uh, I don't know, but it, it just seemed like Brendan's last rock wouldn't curl like we expected. He threw him really well. Um, and then we just had that first rock would curl and then the second rock didn't seem to curl enough. So I'm not really sure maybe um, with a little extra humidity or frost on the ice. But uh, Brendan deserved a better fate on those throws, for sure. Losing in the playoffs at the Briar can sting and often brings out emotional responses from the players involved. One of the more heart-wrenching moments of the 2020 Briar was watching as Saskatchewan's Matt Dunstone was being consoled by coach Adam Kingsbury and his teammates following his team's semi-final loss to Newfoundland and Labrador. Despite the loss to the eventual champions, it was a great week for Dunstone and his team, who certainly opened the eyes of many Canadian curling fans and earned a bunch of new fans across the country. You know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it was a hard-fought heck of a week from us. To, to play championship Sunday at the Briar, pretty pretty darn cool and proud of the guys. Yeah, I think so. You get a taste of it and you, you wish it was happening again tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, now we got we got so much to work work towards now and, and uh, we, we're, we've proven that we belong. To end this final recap from the 2020 Briar, I wanted to post an interview I did on Saturday afternoon with three-time Briar champion Jeff Stoughton, who serves as the head of the men's program at Curling Canada, where we discussed this year's Briar and the strength of the men's game in the country. Jeff, the eight top-ranked Canadian men's teams all reached the championship round of the 2020 Briar. As the head of the Canadian men's program, how satisfying has it been to see Canada's top teams all bring their A game to an event as important as the Briar? Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing that uh, you know all the teams that you would expect to get through got through, and and it's made for an unbelievable championship round. It. Uh, you know, it just goes to show, you know, all that hard work and dedication that they put in throughout the years paying off, and they're right where they should be. And then, uh, you know, it's going to get whittled down to four, and I'm sure that's going to be uh, an unbelievable weekend. Speaking with the media last night, uh, Brent Lang told us that uh, he was looking at the teams on the different sheets yesterday and realized that this was essentially going to be the field at the Canadian Olympic trials in 2021. Now, do you see the competition in Kingston as a precursor of sorts to what Canadian curling fans might expect to see in Saskatoon at those 2021 Olympic trials? I think so. I mean, you look at those teams and, uh, you know, it's hard to crack that top eight. There's no doubt about it. And uh, every game is so big and meaningful that it is like a trial as soon as you get to this championship round, you know, you get, uh, you've got to play four more games, and they're all against teams that you would expect you're, that could win this thing. And I think that's the same with the trials. So I think um, you know you could see it even last night. The uh, intensity is ramping up, and, and it's it's do or die today for quite a few teams. So it's it's going to be interesting. Briar week can be quite a grind, as you know from your years of competing in the event. How exhausted are the players at this point in the week when the competition is relentless and every game means so much? Yeah, I mean it's it's something that uh, it's hard to describe, but I mean it's it's mentally and physically exhausting for these teams and that's you know that's why they put in all that hard work during the year to be able to get through this and and that's really what it's going to take it's going to take uh, you know sort of a strong-willed team that's uh, dedicated to win this thing and I, the tough part is I think that probably six of them think they should win and uh, you know there's only going to be one that's going to be happy at the end of the weekend but uh, I think they're all in good 
in, in good headspace, as we say, and uh, pretty confident. So that that's what makes it so intense, is that they all feel they should win this. And finally, Jeff, one of the things that has been noticeable at this year's Briar is the lack of quote-unquote young teams. Most of the players on the top teams have made multiple appearances at the Briar at this point in their careers. You follow the young Canadian teams as closely as anyone. Teams like uh, Team Tardy of BC, who won two straight World Juniors, and several other young teams from across the country. Are any of them on the doorstep of breaking through against the current cop of elite men's teams? Yeah, I think, you know, there's probably a few that are getting close. Like, I don't think they're going to challenge these teams for um, for Olympics this cycle, but I think the next one for sure. There's, uh, like you said, there's a, a couple of good young teams out of BC, definitely a few out of Manitoba, uh, a couple out of Ontario. Um, you know, there's Tanner Horgan, there's Calvert, there's, uh, like you said, Tyler Tardy's uh, going to make a push in the men's league. And I think I think that's the thing, you know, it, it's always hard when you're getting beaten up a little bit, but uh, the young team's sort of got to buckle down and, uh, you know, work as hard as these guys are and uh, accept some some losses that you're probably not used to because they've had successful junior careers. So, you know, we know they're there. Um, you know, they just got to get that exposure, get to maybe a few of the slams and get some uh, ice arena, ice playing time. So I think we're still in pretty good shape. And that does it for our final recap from the 2020 Tim Hortons Briar. I will post a blog discussing the Briar online tomorrow, but I wanted to end this recap by thanking the players for being so gracious with their time throughout the week in Kingston, the volunteers for making the event so seamless, and to all of you for listening in and sharing an incredible week of curling. I'm Frank Rock, and this is From the Hack. (laughs) 